Welcome to another episode of Scripts on Scripture. Today we are going to be talking about honesty and we have a special guest. With <laughs> the clapping again. I'm, it's how I show excitement. Okay. My husband, Timothy Preston, is joining us today. Hallelujah. Hey. <laughs> Clearly it's going to be a mature conversation about yeah. honesty. <laughs> and who else do we have? Ivory McDonald. What? But you all know her. Ivory singer songwriter, worship leader, ah. all around awesome. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Second. This is gonna be a great episode, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So our topic is honesty. What are your random questions for us today? Okay, Ivory? you can't be doing that though. Like I you mean, can't just you be like, Ivory, what's your random question for the you day? Always have them. I do, and I have one. Okay, so my question is, since we're talking about honesty, I, yes. try, to, I try to keep it the same theme mm -hmm. of what we're talking about. Um, what is a lie that you have told, whether you were a kid, an adult, a young adult, we're all young adults, anyway, um, that got you in trouble? It could be funny. Mm -hmm. Let's do funny. Let's not really do serious. Okay, so. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> no, you go. You you got one? Do you have one? So mine, I mean, so I'm a teenager growing up. Give the up. disclaimers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm go, I'm going to hit over six feet, right? Like, so I'm 12, 13, still growing. I'm mm -hmm. like, we'll hit that six foot mark, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, hopefully like six one. Okay. You know, go okay. over a little bit. Okay. Yeah, so. At 12 or 13? Yeah, yeah, I think, I don't think after 13 I grew anymore. Oh, wow, okay. So. Yeah, he yeah, yeah that, that was the, that was the problem. I was like, 14, <laughs> I'll keep growing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I thought I was gonna hit that six foot mark, and all of a sudden, at like five eleven, maybe five eleven and a quarter or a half, like just stopped. So, I, you know, I want to just tell people, I mean, that I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm six feet, yeah, I'm a little Aww. over six feet, like just like my dad had the same. He's like the same exact height as me, but okay. yeah, so I've kind of like I kind of believe the lie a little bit, you know. So I just. <laughs> Not that I'm really always putting it out there. Like my driver's license is correct, you know. Okay. Like it's got the right height. He's 5'11". He told yeah. the truth that his okay. driver's yeah. license. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, too, it's the kind of thing. It's like if you're 5'11 and a, and a little bit, like a quarter you just half round inch, up. you just round up, right? Okay. Six feet, you know? Okay. But, yeah. Is, 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 it, is it really a lie? Yeah. We'll but, then, but then as you we'll age, you shrink. So I'm not even as tall as I was. Yeah, so, so, so you're shrinking, sir? Everyone does. Everyone does. Yeah, but after, okay, after a certain age, though. It's yeah, I'm pretty sure that once you stop growing, you're not. Yeah, you I think I think it, I, my guess is you've shrunk quarter of an inch or so. I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I, I was six one at sixteen. I am six one today. Y'all need to know how old I am. <laughs> I really want to measure. I am still six one. I got measured, fam. So if I measure you and you're six feet and three quarters of an inch, you're not then gonna I'll take that correct. from me. You're not gonna take that from me. I'm don't, six don't, one. Don't be, Moving on. Let me put your shoes on. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So um, when I was, it was I was really small. Disclaimers. Uh, so I don't thank remember, you. I don't remember how old I was, but I was in Sunday school, and um, I do not know why I decided that I wanted 
um, the paper clips that were sitting on the table. I don't even know why they were paper clips. They were colored, right? On the table. They or shiny, shiny. shiny. It was either colored or shiny. It was one of those two for you. They were very shiny. Yeah. And, um, and so I took them, but, um, I, <laughs> I'll never forget this cause I felt so guilty. I felt so guilty. And we were walking out of Sunday school, probably made it 20 feet. And my mom looked down at me and she goes, did you take something? I don't know how she knew. Is that supernatural? I do not know how she Word knew. of knowledge. And I mean, instantly hey. I was like, here. Oh my God. <laughs> me back in there and I had to tell the teacher, the Sunday school teacher. How old were you? I was so little. I mean, I was young enough to be wearing, you know, the poofy skirts with the bow, the bow socks or whatever. The oh Yeah. So yeah, like little shiny patent leather shoes. I don't remember how old I was, but yeah, I was very small. <laughs> well, fam, <laughs> I was a heathen <laughs> and I wasn't that young. Okay. This one talking about he lying on his age. This one, she's like two years old, still in paper clips. I was 12. Okay. <laughs> I, I done did some things. All right. Um, Don't know the round here. So I was in the fifth grade. I think I told y'all this story before. I was a phenomenal liar, fam. Okay. <laughs> and I lied to save my life. I was in the fifth grade. I knew full well what I was doing. Okay. I don't know about y'all, but I used to fail math oh, <laughs> all I the time. I didn't, I didn't have any problem. No, there. okay, whatever. <laughs> Other let me, let me yeah. talk to y'all because these people. Hey. Um, I failed math, okay, and every math test. It wasn't like, like you know, how sixty-five and no, sixty-four was failing. Right, that's okay. enough. Okay, nah, fam, I was like thirties. <laughs> yeah, mine was like forty. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, so, so this one particular time. Don't you have to get a parent signature? Can, can you let me oh, tell sorry, my story? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so I kept failing habitually <laughs> and consistently, okay? And you remember back in the day, I don't know how it is to this day. Y'all got kids. Do they still do that to this day? If they yes. fail, they have to get yes. a sign. Okay. Yeah. So in my day, <laughs> you had to take your, your, your exam to your parent. They had to sign it. You know, yep. saying that they, yep. that they know that you failed. Well, I had failed one too many times. <laughs> and I was like, if I go back home with this failing grade, I'm finna get my, my behind toe up. So I was like, I'm sitting there. I remember, I never forget, I was sitting in my class, fifth grade, Miss Kaufman, if you're out there. Oh boy. I'm sitting in my class and I'm just really thinking, I'm like, my whole brain is going, it's going. Like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? <gasps> <laughs> so in, in the closet the teacher's closet she had these papers so i went and i took like a i took like a stack because i was like i knew i'm gonna need to do this like moving forward so i took the stack of papers and so what i did was i went home and instead of bringing my actual exam paper to my father to sign what i did was i wrote in pencil <laughs> i'm giving y'all the keys to all your kids right now okay in pencil, I wrote, I understand that my child has a field trip to so-and-so. Please use this as, I was real articulate in fifth grade. Please use this as her permission slip to go on the field trip. Gifted in linguistics, not math. <laughs> At all. <laughs> Thank you. And then, so I went to my dad in pen. You feel me? Because I couldn't, I couldn't like do forge a signature, forge. it was very weird. Yeah. So I went to my dad in pen. 
And I said, Dad, um, I have a field trip and I forgot the, uh, the, the permission slip. Could you just sign this? <laughs> he was like, sure. <laughs> and he signed it. <laughs> and I went to the, went to the school with the teacher with it. Because, <laughs> you know? Because, of course. After about, I don't know, the 10th time, it was like my dad didn't even realize, yeah, you go on wow. a lot of field trips. <laughs> but that never dawned on him. He's like, what a great education. So about the fifth time, the teacher was looking at me sideways uh-huh. like, something is wrong. So she, i never forget, she called home. Oh, snap. Oh, that's when you know it's over. And my dad was up. ironing his clothes. <laughs> Not for long. And I, I picked up the phone. I was like, Hello. <laughs> Good afternoon. Good evening. This is Miss Kaufman speaking. May I speak to Denzel McDonald? I said, <laughs> I was no, like, no, he's not home right now. This is now. Mrs. McDonald. How can I help you? <laughs> so and I knew, I knew I was done for. So I said, Daddy is my teacher, and I went and I hid under his bed. And when my dad came and found me, he didn't even punish me. He just he laughed so hard because he was like, I cannot believe you went through all of that yeah to hide your exams yes so after that you know it was me and him every night working on math <laughs> with the belt sitting right there <laughs> on the table you may not be from that life but i'm from that life okay okay and yeah i went back to school and my teacher was looking at me sideways like every day after that <laughs> <laughs> and I got others, but hey man, this is not a confessional. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> limited time here. Eh? <laughs> we'll be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! No, honestly, it's one of those those conversations where I feel like there are a lot of um, a lot of opinions, mm-hmm. and sometimes even a lot of gray areas where you go, "Is it really a lie? Is it not a lie? Is it you know? Is there is there room? Is there wiggle room?" Mm-hmm. And when I was looking into this and kind of kind of diving into what we see in scripture like there are a lot of lies in scripture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> starting with with Adam and Eve and the garden in terms of just lying after that and almost every major character in the bible from from Abraham on through has has a a, a scene where they're lying mm-hmm. about something and it always 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 is followed by a consequence and one of the characters that I wanted to kind of talk about today was David, because he's he's a character that to me stands out in terms of his honesty. Mm. Um, but one of the things that he continually uh, prays is for God to actually investigate him, to search him, and and so there's a purity there that I wanted to talk about because David is definitely not um, a perfect character. <laughs> I mean, we've got. We've got adultery, we've got murder, we've got, I mean, just every major, major offense, David, he, he's, he's committed it. But he has, he has um, <clears throat> prophets who are, come alongside him, Nathan and Gad, and they are, they're, they're responsible for confronting him. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to talk about, like, the importance of account- accountability, mm. and, and, and do we invite that into our lives. Like, are we receptive to that? Because, because one of the, one of the things that stands out so much with David is that when he is confronted, he is receptive to counsel. And that starts early on. That starts when he's, he's still in exile and he's on the run for his life. 
Abigail confronts him for, you know, for what he's about to do. And he responds. He responds. And he even acknowledges, he's never met this woman before, but he acknowledges, like, you're right. And, and, and I was about to commit murder and you stopped me. So thank you. But how often have we responded that way? I mean, I think about it in my own life and I'm like, most of the time I get defensive. Yeah. Most of the time when someone confronts me, and you know this. Ooh, maybe. I mean, Ooh, you know maybe. this. I, you know, when, when most of the time when, when I am confronted, I do. My, my natural instinct is to get defensive and, and not to be like, oh, you know what? You're right. I really messed up or, or that I didn't think that through, you know, that that's not my natural tendency, but the Bible calls David a man after God's own heart. And when David talks about heart, he's continually talking about creating me a pure heart, creating me, you know, renew that right spirit in me. And I, I, I don't know. So like, what are some instances that you can think of in your life, good or bad? where you've been confronted and it, and it changed the course of, of your, like where you were going or what you were doing. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have mine yet. You know, I'm a processor. Um, I feel like I can't think of anything in particular, but in general, yeah. Like, I feel like I'd be confronted all the time. And my, my <laughs> initial reaction like, when you think about David's reaction, David's immediate reaction was, it is me, oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is yeah. I. I did it. I did it. Except me, my reaction be like, what you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do that. Meanwhile, you know, like, you always, know, like, the Holy Spirit be like, yes. the Holy Spirit be so annoying sometimes. Sometimes. Because he'd be, like, right in here, like. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> And then, but like, it's like something in me doesn't want to give that person the satisfaction of, of yes. letting them know that they're right. Yep. So I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking And then you go into your prayer closet and you, you, can't, yeah. you, can't, you can't pray. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? And yes. the Lord be like. Yes. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, so perhaps maybe she's so right. Maybe she's got a problem. <laughs> yeah, I do have an instance here. So uh, when I first went to Berkeley, and started school up there. I had private instruction uh, 30 minutes a week. And so I'd go in and sit down with my professor and just he and I and bass guitar in my hand and trying to go through, uh, really just going through scales, but going like, yeah. well, you may not know what I'm talking about, but like, <laughs> I agree well. <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> like a, a one to a four and then uh -huh. a four of that, you yeah, just yeah. keep going until you essentially get all the way around. So the kind of like the circle of fists type thing. So going through scales, well, I'd never had any like real instruction on bass guitar. It's pretty much self-taught. So he's sitting there. And so I get to the first, first one and get to the second one. Well, then you kind of have to change positions and move up the neck. And I started getting lost and, and all this. And so he just like took off on me. He's just like, Ooh. dude, this is just basic stuff. You've got to have this stuff down and you've got to like, he's like, you did this when you first started playing bass. Right. And I'm like, no, I was never taught this. I didn't have any instruction in that way. So he started and I'm like, 
dude, you, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you got no idea what I'm going through right now. I'm trying to work full time. I'm trying to be full time in school. I'm trying to do all this kind of stuff. And, uh, so this went on for the whole semester pretty much. And I was, you know, trying to catch up, but couldn't really catch up. Um, but it did change yeah. the mm -hmm. course like that right there. You know, once you kind of calm down, you process through it a little bit and you're like, okay, he's right. I do need to know this stuff. I need to quit being so defensive about it and trying to come up with all these excuses. Yeah. Um, but it did just that one semester change the way that I approached music after that and, and processed and thought about it. Yeah. And it was, a. Uh, a much different approach but, but that defensiveness that i was just gonna say yes, yeah. why do we yes. do that it, but but that's like that's that's definitely like my my downfall because because yeah. like you said you know you when they when when someone comes at you and points out a flaw i i immediately want to defend it you know mm -hmm. oh well you don't understand this or you don't get that or you know whatever excuse i can come up with to deflect what yeah. they're saying rather than acknowledge the truth of what they're saying. Right. It's, it, yeah, I feel like a lot of times there's, um, there's a pride that uh -huh. comes into it. I think that a lot of times that our natural tendency is to, to want to build ourselves back up. Yeah. You know, you feel like, oh, they're just tearing me down. It's just a negative thing. But accountability is all throughout scripture. Not, yeah. yeah, not fun. But no. <laughs> yeah. no. I don't feel like it's ever fun. Yeah, isn't it in Proverbs? Enjoyable. No discipline seems pleasant. Right. I feel like sometimes we look, we look at accountability as, as discipline. In some ways it is. You know, because, because David continually makes mistakes. Like, he continues to make mistakes throughout the course of his kingship and just life in general. Yeah. And and he is confronted. Like, there, after... His affair with Bathsheba, Nathan confronts him and he's like, you, you did this horrible thing. And I mean, he is, doesn't hold back at all. Like Nathan yeah. lays into, to David and, and David is incredibly remorseful after that. I just be praying like, Lord, just give me humility, please. Just, I need humility because yeah. like if you, it, it is pride. I, yeah. I feel like it really is pride and... It's something that I'm really asking God to like help me help me to just put the pride down and just admit it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just admit it. Like the fact that David was able to he's the king. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in front of everybody. It's not yeah. like he's sitting in the in the court by himself. Exactly. He's with everybody and Nathan comes in and is like you did this, 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 and this. Yeah, yeah. The king could have had him killed. Absolutely. And there are other kings in the scripture that... Who did. That got confronted yeah. and was like, yeah. off with your head. Yeah. He really could have. Yeah. But he immediately was like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you have, this, you have this incredible scene of David after Nathan confronts him where he, he puts on sackcloth mm -hmm. and goes into a period of fasting and mourning and and praying and he sleeps outside on the ground. I mean, he humbles himself to the point where, you know, his, his child is, is as a consequence of his sin, his child is sick and dying. And the servants, he's in such a state, David is in such a state that his servants are afraid to tell him yeah. that the child has died because they're afraid David's going to harm himself or even kill himself. And, and so I'm, I, you know, I just, I look at that and, and I feel like, what we watch happen after 
because David realizes, oh, they're whispering amongst themselves, the child must have, have passed, and, and he asks them. And after that, he cleans himself back up, worships, goes and, and eats a meal, and the servants are kind of like, what, what, <laughs> like, really? You, 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 you fasted and prayed and, and, and mourned and everything while the child was still alive, and now the child's gone, and you're, you're okay with that? And, and David, you know, he, he says, like, it, it's, it's, it was my fault. I pleaded with God because I thought maybe there was a chance. But now that the child is gone, the only way I'll ever see him again is when I go to heaven. But that, to me, was like he's emphasizing God's mercy. Mm-hmm. He recognizes God's mercy, not just for the child, the fact that the child's in heaven now, but that even though David was the cause, he, his sin was the cause, he still recognizes, I'm going to heaven still. Like God is that merciful. I have murdered, committed adultery. Now as a result, my child is dead. Like that's a, that's a hefty list right there. Mm. But he's like, I'm still going to see my child one day in heaven. He's recognizing God's mercy. And I think that a lot of times we get tripped up when it comes to repentance because we don't lay down the guilt. Like, I think sometimes we, we find ourselves in a place where like, I recognize that I did wrong and maybe I even pray about it but I still hold on to that guilt. And I think David shows a different approach because after, you know, it's done, David, you know, he repents, but then he continues to pursue God. Immediately after that, we see David worshiping. Like how often have we prayed about something, laid that down, but as soon as we leave the altar, we pick our guilt back up to go with us. You know, like we, we repent, but we're still holding on to that guilt. And, yeah. and I think a lot of times it gets so heavy that repentance seems like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you keep carrying that guilt and the shame of that. And, and what's the point in, in repenting anymore because it doesn't make any difference. But it's not the repentance that's the problem. It's the problem that we're still holding on to that guilt. And it's keeping us from uh, an honest conversation with God from that relationship. Because <laughs> my brain is going. Because when you said that, I immediately went back to um, when I was out here in these streets wilding just a little bit. <laughs> and I was in church doing things I wasn't supposed to do. And I remember when I came back to the Lord. Yeah. I remember there was this immediate joy. Because I felt like I'm back with God. God and I are, yeah. are we're good <laughs> again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's forgiven me. I am forgiven. And then there was just like this immediate joy. I think it was because I didn't pick up the guilt again. Yeah. Because I felt like I, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. I was forgiven. You're free. Yeah. And the Lord began speaking to me yeah. about my future. Yeah. Like, this isn't it. Yeah. I have more. As a matter of fact, you're going to do this. You're going to become a worship leader. Yeah. You're going to write songs. You're going to, you're going to, and it was like, it was hope. Yeah. So I was, I didn't have, I didn't pick, I didn't feel the need to pick up that guilt. It was like, I just moved on. Yeah. And I think like David, you know, after he repented and he, you know, the Lord, I think the Lord spoke to him again and was like, because Bathsheba got 
got pregnant got again, pregnant again. Mm-hmm. with Solomon, mm-hmm. and the Lord he made loved it the clear yeah. that he loved him. Yeah. And and I think he reiterated the promise to him. He he told him what to name his son. Yeah. As in God's favor is on you. Right. So like that could have fueled him and given him what he needed to not yeah. live in that guilt. To not stay mm. in that place. Yeah. 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 It's it's that it's that mercy that I think offers that hope. But why are why are lies so dangerous? Like what what is it? What do you think it is about the nature of dishonesty that is so dangerous to our relationships with each other and also to our, our relationships with God? Mm. <laughs> well, the one thing one thing I have noticed about lies over the years, not saying that I lie all the time, but apparently I'm the only heathen in this world. Not, no comment. <laughs> so, um, but lies always compound upon themselves. So you start yeah. off with a lie and yeah. then, you know, maybe months down the road, but then essentially there's another lie that has to go with that lie to mm. keep this in play and yep. to keep that out there. And then it usually, I noticed this when I was a kid and I'm like, okay, I told that one lie. Just, just one lie. That's all it was. And we're done. But you're not done because no. it resurfaces yeah. and there's another lie to go with it. And pretty soon you're so deep in yeah. that you like, you literally can almost start to become another person. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it just starts stacking and stacking and stacking. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And then it gets so far out of control. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Would you say that lying is a form of control? I think it can be. Like, I definitely think yeah. it can because, be. Because like, I think about the, way, the, the times that I have lied and the reasons for why I have lied mm-hmm. was to control my future. Yes. So that I don't get killed either by my parents or yes. I don't I don't fail that the person that I'm lying to or lying whatever that uh, my how they see me. Yeah stays in a good light yes Yes. so like sometimes and i've and and god wants us so much to rely on him yeah as opposed to trying to control so like like you were saying you get you lie about this yes now you can't it's not just this one lie it's not you got to tell another lie yep to keep up the other lie yeah it's it's like you're trying to control the situation and like even like when you're lying to each other you're trying to control the narrative. You're trying to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think there's a frailty in our humanity that we don't want to recognize. I think that's part of the reason the lies surface in the first place. Because like you're saying, you know, there's, there's this desire to control our situation. I remember when I was a teenager and, um, and I, got, I got real good at manipulating. Um, that was like my thing. And, um, and a lot of it was out of an attempt, an insecurity, an attempt to control my situation. But one thing that it kind of freaked me out, but, um, because God really convicted me at a certain point and was going through like a really lost patch and, and God got my attention and started convicting me about things in my life that weren't right and that weren't in alignment. And I started to realize that some of those lies that I was telling, I was actually starting to believe. Mm. And that was a scary place because here I thought I was moving all the chess pieces, so to speak, and I was upon myself. Like that, the, the idea that you can lose perception, like you can lose your grasp on reality, what actually is true, it's a little terrifying. Yeah. And, and I think that a lot of times 
the lies that we tell, you know, we, we can easily see the consequences they have on our life or the lives of others. But I don't think we think about always the internal reality, what happens mm. when we lie internally and, and in our communication, in our communication with God and in our communication with others, it can be a slippery slope. Like, you know, like the lies that you have to tell to keep up with the lies. Well, what happens when you start losing track and you start actually buying into, and, and it can become like a habitual thing too, where you're kind of just, you're, <laughs> you're kind of just making things up just to keep it going. Yeah. And it's, you know, you're so used to doing it. You don't even recognize that you're doing it anymore. Well, there are some people that can lie and not. Yeah. Even think about it. Yeah. yeah. Which blows my mind. Yo. Like, <laughs> I have such other <laughs> Oh my goodness, like, it's so true. I, I literally almost can't fathom sometimes that someone someone would actually lie to me. Yeah. Like, so you one of those people like you 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 don't you don't ever tell a lie. Never. You don't ever lie. Never. I lied a few times when I was a kid. And I, and in your adult age you Yeah, I don't I don't think that I have. Not I, that I can, yeah, not that I can come up with. It I really, just, like, it was a big thing in our household. Like, you do not lie ever yeah, yeah. about anything. Yeah. And, like, even if I did something, my dad made this rule, which I've done with our son now, like, that it's like if I broke something or I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing, he's like, if you'll just come tell me first. Yeah. Just tell me the truth. Just come tell me about it. You, We probably won't even get in trouble for it. But mm-hmm. if you lie to me about it, mm-hmm. tell me you didn't do this and all that, and then there's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of consequences and discipline with that. So, yeah. uh, but it was the kind of thing, just you know, trying to keep honesty up front, keep that the first yeah. thing that comes out of your mouth. You know, don't even don't even go there. Don't even you know. Yeah. So it was so. such a big deal that like lying now to me is just almost unfathomable. Like well, I just I'm like. And I remember when we first when we first started dating because this was this was something that came up early on in our relationship. I had a lot of bad experiences with with kind of half truths, mm-hmm. um, with with people not really saying the way they really felt or or acting you know the way that they said they would. And, yeah. and so there was a lot for me where I I just I was so done with that. I was just so done with that. And I remember having this conversation when we were first dating. I know you remember it because, because <laughs> but but I, I was I, you know I I was so adamant. I was like I don't even want you to say I love you if you don't 100% mean it. Like I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Dang. If that's not how you feel, I don't <laughs> even want you to say it. Did you tell me that? Before or after the first time I told you on the second date? I don't remember. I don't honestly remember. I really don't. I think it was after because I think I told you on the second date I was. I told you I loved you, which is wild. Which which freaked you out? It did. It did. And it did. Okay. Yeah. That's and I think it was a couple weeks after record. that. You're like, yeah. Let's, let's just let's make now, sure we mean it when we say it. Now, like, it's just, already out there. Just putting everything out there yeah. for the people. Yeah, that was. But that was something that mattered so much. And honestly, for me, in moving forward in our relationship, I think it made all the difference because mm-hmm. our conversations could be so much more authentic, so much more raw, mm-hmm. and to have somebody that you can you can share exactly what you're, what you're feeling, what you're going through. I mean, the, the ability to, to like what you're able to accomplish together, I think grows exponentially because 
you can recognize where each other is strong and where each other is weak and mm-hmm. you can come alongside each other. Mm-hmm. But if we don't, if we can't have that kind of conversation, then if we can't have that kind of authenticity, um, there's, there's a fatigue that comes into a relationship and, and it's, and it's like a weight yeah. because you don't feel like you can really be vulnerable around one another. But yeah, that was our experience. <laughs> I felt like lying came easy to me. <laughs> I feel like a heathen. <laughs> lying really came easy to me and it wasn't until high school because I I, 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 I I lived my life for God. Yeah. Like, from, I was young. And I really loved God from a child. And I wanted to honor him. But you know, I had moments. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's, and, she's um, going to feel a lot of freedom after this podcast. <laughs> like That's just going to be a weight lifted. therapy. I'm, I'm excited for you right but now. anyway... <laughs> It wasn't until high school where I was like, I was, I was really seeking after God. Yeah. And it was like, the closer you get to God. Yeah. Cause for me, it wasn't about like you were saying, like you, you just couldn't fathom lying. I could, <laughs> but it wasn't until I got closer to God. And when you get closer to God, God be like, when I tell you the Holy spirit be like, <laughs> yes incessantly and I remember I lied in school and when I tell you God would not let me go like he wouldn't he wouldn't let me go and from that moment on I was like well I had to confess but from that moment on it was like I don't want I don't want I don't because God is seeing me yeah and I I don't want to lie to him it wasn't so it wasn't really so much the people yeah it yeah. was more so, I got to answer to God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can I get away with people. I can't get away from, with him. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I feel like it's, it's the, I feel like the Bible emphasizes the internal reality of what honesty, why it matters so mm-hmm. much. I think we live in a society where everybody's like, oh, I got to be true to myself or, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's always like about an external thing. You know, the way that they want to be seen, the way that, that matters to other people. But the Bible is emphasizing, I, when I read scripture, from what I read, it's emphasizing the internal heart reality. And like you're talking about, God is not going to let up on you. But it's not about as much about the outward things because God readily forgives. You know, it's like that his forgiveness is immediate. But it's about it's about that inward heart reality and the posture we have in our relationship with him. And and I think that um that is in terms of like how society looks at it, that's not the priority. Yeah. You know, in terms of, of honesty, uh, white lies are pretty excusable in our culture. Yeah. What are white lies, <laughs> fam? <laughs> like I, remember, I had like a third grade teacher that explained it to me one time because I had no idea. I was like I was like, what? What exactly is a white lie? Oh, a white, a white lie is like where it's 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 a half truth. It's it's like oh. you you just kind of twisted the truth a little why bit. Do you yeah. be white? Why do you be white? <laughs> I'm just curious. That's what I'm saying. I, I have no idea. Uh, that color. I have no idea. But I, I think it's, it's because yeah, because white has that this this saintly or yeah yeah. Your white is clean and 
you know, and mm. not eating all this, you know. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So. <laughs> Clean laundry. But, um, but, <laughs> but in some instances, white lies are the most dangerous mm. because they can seem, you know, it's like, it's like, is it in Proverbs where it says there's a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to death. Yeah. And I think that a white lie can seem right because it has an element of truth and that's the most dangerous kind yeah. of lie. Well, I think in society too, that's like you kind of touched on this earlier, but not lies that are out there that like we personally told, but lies that are out there that people believe that have yes. you know, that have been around or circulated. Yes. And it seems that it's, oh, you know, that's, that oh, seems that's, good. There's nothing yeah. really wrong with that. That yeah. seems right. Mm. But then, you know, you start getting, people start believing this absolutely. and buying into it. And that turns into a whole oh, know, absolutely. another animal. Historically, yeah. that's, that's where some of the worst things in history have happened based on the assumption that something was true, but it's not. Yeah. And yeah, that's, yeah. Oh gosh, that's a whole nother episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. Oh my goodness. No. So, um, so that's, that, that's, but honestly guys, this, this topic is something that I feel like is so timely and, and something that I really want. I want my children to grasp fully in terms of honesty, honesty on a level that's, that they can have, like David says, a pure heart, mm -hmm. no matter what outwardly happens, you know, whatever outward consequences they deal with as a result of sin. Cause we all sin, we all screw up, we all mess up, but I want them to have that clean conscience. I'm, I'm watching in my middle child. She's starting to get to that, that age where, um, where she's, she's feeling conviction. Mm. She's so literal, you know, you know, passion. She's mm -hmm. so literal. Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very literal. I mean, yeah, and she is, she reminds me of you because mm -hmm. there'll be times where I'll say something sarcastically and, and it's like, and I would be like, <laughs> you could tell me in South Florida, it is snowing outside. And I'd be like, what? What? <laughs> Legit. <laughs> not even I'm pull not back even, the curtain I'm not even I'd be like oh my god I love I love her questions about God and at the same time I, they scare me because mm. she is so black and white and I'm like trying to explain that's me <laughs> trying, oh, that, I struggle to explain yes. it's like yep. when she asked you where God lives and you're you're like he's everywhere I was like ah don't give her a meta, <laughs> don't give her metaphysical <laughs> yep she was asking me about his God knowing everything the other day. And so, and so I'm like, yes, yes, he does. And she's like, so then he knows what nine times 10,000 times 500 times. And she like comes up with this crazy math problem. I feel problem. like I've asked that same question. <laughs> I'm sure you have. It was, it was such a funny moment though, because I'm like, I would never have thought in those terms, but that's how her brain works. Yeah. Well, she's probably asking too, because she might've done something earlier. And mm, she's like, probably. if he knows everything, if he, he knows everything, does he know that I stole that candy? Yeah. Okay. Well then that, that's okay. So now here, okay. I'm about to ask you a question. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Lying to God. Mm. Well, it's impossible. It doesn't work out well. You, we know this, <laughs> but in our little human brains, mm -hmm. We be lying to God. Sometimes, yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah, no. Absolutely. I be lying to God sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. It's like, oh, it's not really a big deal. And God be like, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
we need to have this conversation? Well, again? I mean, okay. <laughs> so like if you're growing up in, if you, let's say you grew up in church, like I did, and you were not really taught to question God. Right. You were not really taught to be honest about, and this is going deeper than telling a lie. Yeah. This is like, what is a lie? It's a facade. It's, yeah. it's something that's not real. Absolutely. Right? I wasn't really taught to be honest with God. Yeah. About yeah. how you're feeling. Yeah. About what's going on. No, that wasn't that wasn't about. an emphasis for me either it, growing up. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So the, so then you get older, and then in this culture, everything is about express yourself. Yeah. And do what makes your you happy. Feelings. Yeah. And be true to yourself. Emotion. <laughs> my truth. Yes. And all of these things. I had to come to grips with this because my young one of my my one of my sisters, I remember she was telling me, like she was going through a hard time, and. She was, you know, in prayer. You know, we do all the things yeah. that we're supposed to do. Yeah. God, we love all you. the things. We yeah, thank you. You're so good. <laughs> da, da, da. But your life sucks. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. You feel like trash. Yes. Okay. And she said she felt like God was prodding her. Yeah. Yeah. Prodding. Yeah. Just tell me what it is. Yes. Yes. Just tell me what it is. Mm. And when she, and she said. She was in prayer and she was like, you know how like you could be like, yes, just somebody so much to the yeah. point where they just blow up. Yes. And she had that moment. Yes. That was me. That was me. <laughs> that was me. Literally. Like it, it's, it, and, and sometimes he, he purposely I, provokes me. I will intentionally because, do it because she'll spew. Yeah. Well, she's good after, but yeah, but growing yeah. up, that was definitely not an emphasis. It was not an emphasis. It was like. No, this is the best thing it ever was, and we have the best life, and things are good and great, and God is good, and hey, that's the what... Bible says. Call those things that be not as though they were. <laughs> yeah. So okay. that's what they were doing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, we had. We were told the same thing. It, but it was for me. It you know it got to a point where, and I got in a real dark place. Real dark place. Um, you know my testimony, so I won't even go into that. But um, which you should. But. <laughs> At some point I will, at some point I will. Um, but, but that, that led to me just kind of snapping with mm -hmm. God because I really wanted to disprove the Bible. And so I read it yeah. <laughs> and that ended up working on me. So, um, anyways, but, it, but it led to a, to a breakthrough for me in the sense that I finally prayed an honest prayer. And I think it was probably the first truly honest prayer that I had prayed where I just laid it all on the table, mm. like told God exactly how I felt, told him that I, I didn't even want to believe he was real. Mm. <laughs> like, like literally like just everything. Exactly. And the thing was when I prayed that God's presence got all the more real. Yes. <laughs> Because I'd be feeling like God be like, could you just yes. tell me what it is? Yes. I just spit all over <laughs> myself. Like, like honestly, yes, like seriously. I struggled so much with that because yes. I'm not, I don't be like, I feel a lot. Yeah. But I don't, I don't like to talk about my feelings. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even with God, you should feel like you, you with God, it should be the safest place. It should right? be. Mm -hmm. It should be. It should be. But for me, it was not. No. Not until I finally realized 
oh, like you want an actual relationship. Right. Like a real, real relationship. Not, not this whole like, God, you're good. Okay. I'm going to go be miserable. You know, like, th no, that's not real. And I mean, and that was the kind of thing, like when you and I started dating, if, if I was having a bad day or feeling a certain way, it, I could talk to you about it and yeah. didn't suffocate on those feelings, didn't choke them down or hide them. Well, even before we started dating, we had both told God, God, if you've got somebody for me, you just got to bring him to me because I'm not yeah. dating anymore. Not I'm anymore. done with this scene, you know. Yeah. This is like, it just, to me, is like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. And that's when we both got to that point, what, yeah. within six months? It was. It really was. So. Yeah. And, and, and I think, honestly, having that, the, the openness and the freedom to communicate is everything. But can we go back to what you said, though, <laughs> that when you were honest, the present you felt God's presence mm -hmm. stronger because mm -hmm. I feel like yes I feel like it drops when you have this facade this this you're not being honest with yourself and with God it's like it's this veil yes you know yes. what I'm saying that is lifted up in front of you and so you can't you can't see God clearly. He can see you very clearly. Oh, very clearly. But you can't see him clearly. No. But then when you finally drop the facade. Yes. yes. And I'm just going to say this, fam. For people who are not believers, if you're not a believer, like sometimes as I feel like we, we feel like we got to come to God with this um, patched up. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Do you understand there have been times I have used expletives in my prayer I mean, because that's how I felt it in the moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying be disrespectful. Right. I'm not saying that. Right. But like, there have been times where I have felt like it's like a pot that is boiling. Yeah. And you put the lid on top of it. You're trying to keep that lid on top, yep. but it's boiling over yes. and the more you yeah. try to keep it like it's yes. dangerous It is, and at some point it's going to explode and that's exactly. how I felt but God never yes he never spanked me for it no he well, never was like how dare you no I mean, he literally created you so he knows every single <laughs> aspect of right. you what you're feeling like everything that's going through your head it's not your a surprise heart, to him you know, so right. it's yeah it's crazy but like i think when we are that real with god like it's just he gets it you know? yeah yes. <laughs> yes yes yeah and i think sometimes i feel like god's going finally like yeah because now i can deal with truth yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. that's like it's almost like when you <laughs> like when i'm on the road a lot working or something you kind of put up this wall to kind of protect yourself <laughs> and then i can't stand when you have that wall up because yeah. you're not being real with me so it's, when the wall finally comes down you know the difference oh yeah man of god you are preaching the good talk it's, it, right. it's the difference it's the difference between having like this fake sort of semi-robotic yeah. relationship you, you you do it like you said you got really good at manipulating it's like it's your way to control yeah. things i get it but yeah i can't but it's not real. Yeah, it's not it's real. It's not an authentic I, version I, I, of me. Yeah, and I, I feel that. And it's, yeah, it's not the same. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, and it's like, like you said, God created you. He knows, he knows what you're feeling. It's not a surprise to him. He's not going, oh, I didn't realize you, yeah. you felt like that. <laughs> Light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, so I think that, I think that, yeah, in, in order to, to really 
press into to our relationship with God, to to understanding Him, and allowing Him to work in us, that honesty is everything, is everything, and and it, and it comes in in sometimes it seems weird ways or unholy ways, ways that we might not have heard in church before, but actually talking to God as if he knows us the way that he does know us and expressing the way that you feel, the way that you, what's hurting, what's not right, what seems, what seems off in your life and just bringing it to him and talking about it. Like it's, we don't have to have these big spiritual prayers. I think a lot of times we want to talk in King James to God and it's like, thou art, you know, (laughs) it's like, come on. Come on, let's just let's just talk to God. Let's talk to God. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Anyways, this has been a really fun conversation. This is great. <laughs> Welcome to the first podcast. I know, hey, right? Glad to be a part. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, where can I know people can't find you on social media? No, nope. yeah, they can't. <laughs> Doesn't exist. He owns a piano business, though. If you need a piano. <laughs> We're expanding um, in our, nationally and uh, internationally. Just go there. Just, just, just go there. Go there. Just, listen, you got to cast. You got to speak. Speak things. Huh? The man of God has a has a has a piano business, and if you need a piano, fam, if you need it tuned, you need it. Fixed. Where, where can the people find you, Ives? Oh, uh, I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You can find me on Instagram. Uh, I don't really be on Facebook, but you can find me on Instagram, uh, Ivory McDonald Official. And TikTok. She is so to how I feel. Moving on. Just being honest. Just being honest. Just being real, fam. All right. Thanks again for joining us. And um, I look forward to seeing you next time on the next episode of Scripts on Scripture. Don't forget to like and subscribe and um, fill up the comment sections. We want to know your thoughts and, and how you think about lies and telling the truth. 